Welcome back to Jessica and Carla's High School Reunion. This week, we caught up with Jenny Tung from her offices at Oprah Daily. It was no surprise to us to find Jenny working at one of the top magazines in the world, given her love of all things fashion and her passion for writing back in high school. We learned so much from Jenny about her true life Devil Wears Prada adventures in Manhattan, how she's managed to live just blocks away from her high school BFFs, and her future visions for traveling the world with friends and family. There is so much to enjoy in this episode. How's New Mexico? It's so awesome. <laughs> what are you guys doing there? Eating? We are... Um... <laughs> We are eating, yes. We, I mean, we just came for our anniversary. I know, that's so fun. Um, yeah, it's so great. We've um, we've just, you know, driven around, seen some things. We went to Meow Wolf yesterday in 10,000 Waves. It's made me nostalgic for New Mexico. And um, we took the tram up and it was so pretty. And we've seen some amazing sunsets and... It's actually made me feel like, huh, I kind of couldn't wait to get away from this place, but it's pretty beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, so, it's kind of fun that Ian is from New Mexico, too, you know? Yes. I mean, you can appreciate it together. It, definitely. Um, definitely. I think he ate at the frontier growing up more than I did because oh. when he was a swimmer and they used to swim at UNM, they would always go over to the frontier afterwards. And Oh, my God. Can't tell you how many times I've eaten at the frontier with the history department, <laughs> the history department faculty, and me. <laughs> well, you know the frontier; it's historical. It is. Oh my gosh! It was um, I think my dad ate there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for like forty years, <laughs> and he's still alive. He's still alive. Now he went. He went through various phases too. Okay. I mean, he would go through the burger and fries phase, and then it was salads and then it was you know green chili stew i mean you can actually get a pretty wide mm -hmm. range of items at the frontier and this is true. you know it's not all a hamburger it's not all green chili hash brown right. <laughs> smothered yeah. right so there's actually a wide variety plus you know the guy who owns it i think he's still alive and i think he's still there quite often yeah it's always there with his polo tie and he's bussing tables and he's, you know, he's owned it forever. That's pretty That awesome. thing must be a gold mine. And his wife. So we did not eat in because we had just mm. stuffed our faces somewhere else. So we walked, we just got, went in and got the frozen, the six pack of frozen sweet rolls. Yeah. And they heat up really well in a microwave. I know. Remember how Brad mentioned that last mm -hmm. week when he talked about the the snack shack yeah. at school right. serving yep. Frontier Sweet Rolls. I remember when that happened. Yeah. I think Jerry Derrick was the manager of the snack shack and he made it possible. That is amazing. <laughs> Jerry Derrick. Yeah. That's like some real yeah. entrepreneurial insight totally. there. We'll have to ask him about we that will. when we talk to we him. We will. <laughs> How was your week in Oregon? 
It was restful. It was beautiful. Cold. You know, the whole West Coast has been freezing. Mm -hmm. You guys have been sweltering in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, the heat, the, what is it? Like the heat blanket or the heat bomb or whatever they call it. <laughs> I've experienced that once before, yeah. but Oregon was cold. It's been really cool here too. It's been like it may be cracking 70, um, but oh. I think this week it's going to heat up. So it feels a little bit more like summer. And uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. I um, I pulled out our yearbook um, because I was kind of like thinking like who, who we really need to like think about who else we need to get and who are we missing. And mm -hmm. it was really fun. I hadn't looked at our yearbook in a long time and I was really mostly looking for like uh, senior, you know, seniors that maybe aren't on Facebook right. that I, we just, I just haven't, aren't in my sort of sphere of influence right now. Yeah. And uh, saw a lot of people we will we'll want to reach out to eventually. And I'm so curious to learn what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I also had this funny experience where the yearbook was dedicated to Julian Bull. Okay. I don't know if you remember him. Of course. Yeah. He's the head of, school, of a school in California now, right? Yes, he is. He's the head of school at Campbell Hall. And so um, I actually took a shot of the senior dedication because I was going to, you know, San Diego for the California Association of Independent Schools Heads of School Conference with Mark. Mm -hmm. And so I was all excited to like show him and tell him about our project because of course he's also a graduate right. of the academy. Right. right. And he wasn't there, unfortunately. Um, so I was bummed because he usually is. Mm -hmm. And I usually, you know, have a nice chat with him. Yeah. Um, but I was sort of bummed. But I think I'm going to reach out to him anyhow. He is a Facebook friend. I have him on Facebook. Um, and I want to tell him about it. But it was funny. I think what really struck me is that Julian was the dean of students at the time. Uh, I could not recall that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Either. I don't remember what any of these people did. <laughs> and it's really funny now being in schools on the flip side and you have these jobs and you just assume that all the kids know that you're the dean of students, right? right? And that you're the one <laughs> who they have to face. Yeah. If something goes bad. <laughs> I had no, I was I not on my radar either. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what any of them did. I don't know what Don Smith did. I don't know what... I feel um, like... I feel Walter like, Dobb did. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like Don Smith was the... Like the senior class... I don't know what you would call it. Sponsor? Not... You know what I mean? Who knows? You're right. I don't know. But I felt very well cared for. <laughs> so... um. You know, we have an amazing guest today, right? I know. I'm so excited to have this conversation with Jenny. Yeah. What do you remember about Jenny? That she was always much cooler than I was. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. always knew what was hot in London and she had such cool fashion sense and she knew all the new bands and she read all these obscure magazines that... I never knew existed. And um, it made me, it's funny. It's like when you're going to school with someone like that, who's basically a genius in those areas, but you don't know that they're a genius. So you just think I am right. so uncool. Actually, right. Right. I'm not totally uncool, but compared to Jenny, <laughs> 
but also, but but not snobby about it. Just wonderful sense of, of Style. style and culture. And anyway, it's just, that's my, one of my big memories of her. Yeah, I mean, she was, she's kind of like what Malcolm Gladwell would call a maven, right? Mm-hmm. She just knows all the stuff first. Mm-hmm. So it's so appropriate what she ended up going into professionally. And it's like, so spot on, right? Yeah. I think the other thing I really think about when I think about Jenny is her real lifelong friendship with Christine. I do too. I mean, you almost didn't see one without the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh you know, it's interesting. I've known Jenny for a long time. I knew her in elementary school too. And um, she, I think, always had that. Because when she was in elementary school, she had two best friends, Leah Lovett mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Smith. Remember, Elizabeth Smith's mom owned Penny Smith's. Oh. She was one. She was Penny Remby's partner in Penny Smith's. Okay. And the three of them went everywhere together. Like they were always together. And then I think it's sort of funny that, you know, in high school, she was so close with Christine. That was like one of those bonds. You just, you know, you always, I always, even when I was, even though I was good friends with them, I always felt a little bit like an outsider because they were so close. So bonded, yeah. Um, and, and Damien too. And I know that they all live in New York City now <laughs> and they all still see each other quite a bit. Yeah. And I think that's so sweet. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to ask her about that. I know. But. I'm curious too. And and similar to Jenny, Christine was also one of those super stylish, cool, could pull off something that on me would look absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's really neat to see how both of their lives have continued to be together in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cowboy boots and mini skirts Christine could wear effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, hello, hello. Hi. Hi, guys. <clears throat> so good to see you. Oh, my God. So good to see you. Where are you both right now? Tell me everything. I'm in Corrales. What? <laughs> Look, and I'm borrowing my dad's shirt. shirt. Oh, um. Yeah, I I came here last week because um, my new husband and I are celebrating our one year anniversary. Oh my God! Congrats! My parents have been in Sicily, so they have not been here. <laughs> we just came and stayed in their house and drove their car and drank their booze, and it's been lovely. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> and I'm in Al- and I'm not in Albuquerque. I'm in Los Gatos, California. <laughs> are you at work? Which is where I live. Are you? Yeah. Um, I'm at my house. I mean, I work from my house, so I am at work today, but I'm also in my house and yay, it's good. Where are you? I'm at work. I'm at um, the Hearst Tower where Oprah Daily is based and I'm actually in someone else's office because I don't have an office and uh, yeah, it's totally dead here. Nobody's around. I think everyone took off early for the holiday. Oh yeah. So you have a new job then? Yes. As of last November. Um, I've, I've been at Oprah Daily. <laughs> well, Jenny, we are so happy to have you with us today. I know that your schedule is super busy, um, and we're just excited to get a chance to visit with you. We start all of these conversations with the same question, which is, what have you been up to for the last 35 years? <laughs> <laughs> simple. It's a simple question. Wow. 
In a nutshell, no. Um, God, what have I been up to? Well, I've been living in New York City for the last 30 whatever years since college, which is absolutely shocking to me. I never thought I would live here that long. I thought I would just stop for a couple of years and then do something different. But I came here after I went to Tufts for, for undergrad. I moved here specifically to work in a, at a magazine. That's all I'd ever wanted to do. Um, and I just stayed. And I've somehow stayed in the same industry, too, which is crazy to me. Um, and I have moved around a bit, but all in the same neighborhood. And I have married and had children. So I've had a family here, too. And <laughs> that's it. So you said that you always wanted to work in a magazine. Tell us a little more about what drew you to that. What were your inspirations for that kind of work? Sure. I mean, I think I was a magazine junkie from a super young age. I had an older sister who was seven years older. So we had 17 magazine in the house when I was very little. And um, just it started there. And then I was always reading like the teen magazines, the music magazines, teen beat magazines, um, and then got super into like fashion magazines because I remember doing projects for school, like cutting stuff out of L, you know, eighth grade French class or whatever. Um, and so, and I also loved writing always and loved English. That was my favorite class. So I think it just that, I don't know. I just, I, I somehow was like laser focused on that from very early on and I think in college, I realized it could actually, there were real jobs, like, oh, I, you could go and do it. So I had this very straight path. I don't know if that was the right thing, but it worked out so far. Well, it's funny because we were, we were doing a little pre-reflection on what we remembered about you before you got on. And one of the things that we talked about was your sort of uh, maven-like quality of just always knowing what was hip and the trends and all of that stuff. And and we specifically talked about the magazines that you would read. So it's just so amazing that that lines up with your recollection of how you kind of evolved and got to this place also. And I think that's so sweet. <laughs> that's, that's very touching. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you can tell us you know, has the magazine world been everything you've wanted it to be? I mean, you're clearly in it and you still are there, you know, years later. But, you know, yeah. how does it line up with what you had expected and how has it exceeded or fallen short of those expectations or just been different? Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, it actually really did live up to my dreams, which is crazy because I started at this fashion. I started at Allure magazine pretty soon after college and it was like being thrown into that world like devil's wear devil wears Prada like it was just amazing the people and the personalities and creativity and it was so exciting to me it was so so exciting to me it was amazing that I could write something and see my name in something that was published it was um it was glamorous it was yeah, it kind of was to begin with, which is wild to think about. And I was making no money, but it didn't matter. I was having so much fun um, and, like, you know, paying my dues and all that. And then, um, 
yeah, I went from Allure to the New York Post, like a total tabloid, and was running around town, given freedom to do whatever, which was, again, super crazy and fun. And did you have a beat kind of at the New York Post? Like, was there like a, was it fashion? Was it style? Or was it like, <laughs> you know, um, whatever was happening on the New York City streets? I think it was more like, we need women, we need female readers. We need a young female readership. We're starting a new section called Living and We Need People to Write Stories. So it was me, and they were like, go cover nightlife, cover the fashion shows, go interview J-Lo, or whatever, you know, go to this press junket. So it was so fun. It was really fun. Um, but it was total burnout, like before burnout was a thing. Like, I lasted a year. and But, yeah, I was writing for the New York Times, like doing fashion stuff for them. And then I was at InStyle. Um, and yeah, I just kept on going and it, it, I loved it. I've loved it the whole time, even though the industry itself has been shrinking and is on its like last legs. I keep saying that, but I keep somehow chugging along. Um, but I, I will say it really did kind of live up to what I thought it should be or wanted it to be. So for those of us who are really more familiar with the industry from Devil Wears Prada, what? Is the, when you're starting out in the magazine world, what does your day look like? Well, I think it's changed dramatically. But when I started out, it was the heyday. So there was money just pouring into the place. And Mm -hmm. um, let me think. I mean, staffs were big. There were lots of kids like me sort of learning the ropes. Um, And I had two bosses. So I was an editorial assistant at Allure. My two bosses were the entertainment editor and the articles editor, who's sort of like the features editor. And they were the meanest, meanest of mean. And the one woman who became my mentor ultimately, but she would scream at me. She would walk by my desk and like throw throw her bag down and be like, breakfast. And I'd have to run around the corner and get her cappuccino and orange juice. So it kind of, like Devil Wears Prada. It really was. And the joke was that Vogue was actually the nice place, but Allure was really the mean place. But I don't know if I, <laughs> but I guess it's fine to say. Um, <laughs> and I think, I don't know, it was totally like, it was like trial by fire. Like I remember crying a lot and not being able, like just feeling so scared, like mm-hmm. just scared a lot of the time. But then you kind of figure it out and you kind of work your way and. I don't know. They start to let you do things. So do you do that to the younger people now? Is that your MO? Do you come in and like, what do you, what do you ask them to do? Oh, oh. Uh, no, you didn't. Um, they would never put up with that. Um, no, I feel like it's weird because here a lot of people are remote. We're only here two days a week. And I feel like these guys are missing out on so much learning so I just try to, like, teach them. I'm trying to, like, teach them and give them. I people are teaching young journalists anymore as much as they used to. So I'm nice. I'm nice to them. <laughs> I'm, of course you are. <laughs> I find that, but I'm very maternal with younger people. Maybe that's weird to them. Well, I would love to hear a little more about the kind of moments in your professional work that you felt were really clarifying for you? Like, oh, this is really the right thing for me or 
this spin on what I have been doing is the thing I really want to focus on. Um, or maybe it's been more about who's been involved with the work or what you were going to grow from doing that piece. I think all of us have, you know, those of us who have been working for a long time, some of us have switched careers pretty dramatically and others I think have just kind of figured out where that sweet spot is in our own, in our own professional world. And so I'm curious to hear what you've kind of learned about yourself professionally over the last three decades. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I've always, I've, I've really loved most of my jobs and I've particularly loved all the people at my jobs. I feel like my industry attracts a very, it's a very self-selecting group of people and I love people because I don't know. I mean, I'm, this is probably true of your industries, but it's just like, I really have made my best friends through work. So, and they've stayed friends. So, um, and to that end, you know, I had a very, my favorite job of all time was a magazine that is no longer, it was called Cookie. It was a parenting magazine and cool, cool, like our whole thing was like, let's celebrate the woman inside the mom. And this was right after I had my second baby. So it was the most personally rewarding. Like it was really just, it didn't even feel like work. And we were all young parents and we were all just like figuring it out. And we were like, we don't want to give anything up. We want to be creative and lead, lead full lives, but be good parents. How do we do this? And it was, so it was, I guess I realized when you're working on something that has personal resonance, resonance, it's just a million times better. And it doesn't feel like work. And it's super, super gratifying. And you really bond with those people. Yeah. So I guess those have been the jobs where I've really thrived and been happy is where you love the people you're with. And you really feel like it's personal and you're helping people. Like you're like, I know what I need help with these things. And I know that I'm helping others get through this too. And so the funny thing is, this current job is with my same boss from Cookie. Like, her name's Pilar. And oh, wow. she's my favorite boss of all time. She's one year older than us. She's super cool. And she called me up last fall and was like, I'm doing this thing. I don't know if you have any interest, but do you want to do it with me? And it was like a no-brainer. I was like, of course. I'll do whatever you want to do. And so, <laughs> again, it's like this audience is 40, 50, 60 She's totally like, this brand is about me and my self-growth and my self-actualization. And again, it's like so personal. It's like, that's what I care about. And that's what I want to help people like you, like help, help you with or give you what you want and need right now. So um, I don't know if that answers it, but yeah, absolutely. Very way, this, this current job, like, so, and especially coming from Martha Stewart, where it's like, there's no internal examination there. So this is really much yeah. filling my cup, as you said. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. That. You've worked for some remarkable, I mean, you've worked in, in magazines that, have, that are surrounded by or run by, I don't know if they're really run by, but remarkable women. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear how that has been for you. Has it been inspiring? Has it been hard? You know, is the culture really, 
like very must be very high expectations in both of these cultures. That's so true. Oh my god, it's true. And it's such a cliche. I feel like the word excellence is such a cliche, but it really does like they really do expect it. And so you're constantly on your toes and feeling like you're pushing yourself. So it's kind of awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, both of the big, big women brands I've worked at, like they really, they really like walk the walk, like they are not their heads. Um, so it's pretty awesome. Like even if I don't have direct exposure or interaction all the time, it's pretty awesome. And you really feel like you, it's a nice world to live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you're kind of like encouraged to break the rules or try new things or. Mm-hmm. And well, both Martha Stewart and Oprah are bold personalities and, and, you know, done a lot of different things in their lives. So the fact that they're willing for other people to take risks in their settings, is really nice. I could see that not working that way, but yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, cool. they expect a lot. They expect a lot. And um, they're very vocal. <laughs> so it's exciting. I mean, it's never dull. And I always, I'm never, I feel like I'm never complete. I'm not allowed to be complacent. I mean, I think we all feel that way. So it's, it's good. It's good. You feel like you're growing, you know, which is always what you want to be doing. So what outside of your career, which has been remarkable, I mean, I have actually really loved seeing your byline. I've picked up magazines and seen your name on the editor, you know, sheet and been so proud, so happy for you. Um, But obviously you have a whole life outside of work too. And tell us a little bit about that journey. Sure. Um, Yeah, I... I guess when it's funny when you say that, I think, well, I have a family, that's it. But it is a big thing. I mean, (laughs) as you guys know, I married, so I guess I got married at 33, 30 something, early 30s. I met my husband at a surprise party in my own apartment. Um, And (laughs) we're just, yeah, we were kids. We were like 27. And uh, we have two boys who are now. 15 and 17 we're sending the first one off to college in the fall you've both already you're a step ahead of me there so god I don't know how you I can't I'm it's all the feelings are hitting just insane um but yeah I raised two kids in Manhattan I raised two kids sent them to New York City public schools all the way through and worked the whole time and I just it's amazing that I I don't know how I did that but um Again, it goes back to that feeling of like, I never thought I would stay here this long, but I did it. And I don't know, we've, it's been incredible. Um, Brian obviously w- must work in the city as well. Yes, yes. Brian is an advertising guy. And when I met him, he was like a young, you know, junior account executive. Now he's like a big wig, you know, he, he's, um, yeah, he's been running an agency for the last seven years. He's a very driven, creative guy. Very sweet. Is he a native New Yorker? He's from Pittsburgh. So, yeah, he's from Pittsburgh. He's also like, God, I didn't think I would stay here. Like, I think he was here to just have fun for a little bit. Um, He always dreamed of being like a forest ranger. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a lot different than the advertising world. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah, I think we're both like, how did this happen? And how did it go so quickly? Um, But yeah. And now we're looking at it's wild. It's like, what do we want to do next? I think we're all at that point, right? Yeah. What do you you like to do in your life that's not work? And that, you know, like what 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 fills you up? What activities? Are you involved in any, you know, Bridge groups. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's next. Mahjong. <laughs> Gosh, great question. Well, we do have a place upstate, so we get away on the weekends. And I've been a soccer mom for so many years that I feel like I haven't had time to do my own stuff. So, um, but we get out of the city, we escape, and we just go and chill out. I mean, we were up there during the pandemic. It was a lifesaver. It was it was isolating, but it was a lifesaver. Um, but just day-to-day stuff, it's like we're not out on the town. It's so funny when people visit us. They're like, let's go out. And we're like, we don't go out. We, we like cook dinner at home. And I don't know. I see friends. Um, I read. I, we try to travel when we can. Um, I love seeing the reunion photos of you with your sisters and your parents and uh, all of your families. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. That was one of the best things from the pandemic. We have a weekly zoom, my, my original family and I, and I do try to see my parents as much as I can because they're in their mid eighties and yeah. you know, so that's actually, thank you for raising that Jessica. That's a big part of what I try to do in my off time is like be families. I, we were just in London visiting my older sister. I really want our kids to be close. Like that has become so, so, so important. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I get to see, or I get to talk to your sister, your younger sister every once in a while. It's so fun. <laughs> I'll run into Elizabeth at concerts or she called me recently about some professional stuff and we had a really great conversation and I get to see all, hear all about her amazing swimmer daughter. Um, I was watching the news one evening and it was like the national news and her daughter was on it as a feature. And I, <laughs> it was so cool. Her open water swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, that is just blows my mind. It so is cool. Going. And funny enough, she's coming here next week. They're gonna, she's gonna swim around Manhattan. Um, and she, yeah, she's gonna swim around the island. They're staying in Damien's apartment. <laughs> awesome. So it's all like, yeah, yeah, That's so great. So. So actually, that's something I wanted to raise with you, which I think is just another remarkable thing about you, is your um, long, long, long relationships with Damien and Christine that were so, you know, like really intense friendships in high school. And then, you know, you all live in the same city. (laughs) And amazing. 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 I mean, the crazy thing is that we all live with we all live within a few blocks of each other. I think those two see each other a ton more because I've just got other, I don't know, somehow I can't break free as much. But yeah, I, you know, I mean, we have a text stream, a text chain group chat that is on 24 seven and we're so tight. It's wild. Um, And it's amazing. It's very, very grounding. I guess I don't realize how lucky I am for, for that because 
<sighs> yeah, having two people who've known you since you were whatever, 11, who you can mm -hmm. count on mm -hmm. for anything is such a luck, is so special. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Alex, my older one, graduated from high school Friday, as you guys know. And I was going to try to yeah. like, come down on the corner for a picture. And it didn't work out. I was too stressed out. But the fact that that was a possibility is so cool. Like, just come down to the corner 14th and 6th for a photo with Brand. He's, he's her godson. Um, but, yeah, that is a big, that, that has made living here so, so good. Like, I do yeah. some Albuquerque right here all the time and some, like, childhood comfort. Right. Well, one of the things that's been so much fun and really, like you said, grounding about doing this project with Carla is the frequency with which we're texting or, hey, or, you know, it's so much fun. And I, you know, I just am reminded often of who I want my best self to be because my idealistic days of being in middle school and high school kind of come back to me, you know, I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's what I'm about. You know, <laughs> instead of like, I'm just gonna lie down on the couch and watch something and, you know, pretend oh. I don't have children. I don't know. But um, it's been, it's just been really wonderful to make those connections. And then also to start feeling reconnected to other folks. We interviewed Leah Lovett a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was just so it's just great. And I do think that in some ways it reminds me of in school, you have an opportunity, I think, to really get to know people in a way that when we're rushing through our day-to-day -day lives, you don't necessarily. And it's been this really nice reminder of the, the expansive amount of awesomeness in each person that kind of just goes right by me on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. But to reconnect with somebody 30 years later and go, wow, your life has been so rich and interesting. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. many good humans. Totally. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I, yeah. Funny because I think of you two as just always together. Like in my mind, you're just always together, even now. <laughs> like just <laughs> having fun, yeah. laughing. Like I don't think of you as in two separate places even. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, Jenny, I totally relate to this idea that your hobbies are seeing people or staying connected mm -hmm. to family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have a pretty big family, too, um, with both my half siblings and then my parents are still alive. And so just um, trying to stay in touch with everyone and be a good aunt and a good daughter and a good partner and a good you know, just all those things. And then the things that really give me joy in life are just being with people I care about. So I don't have like a state fair quilt that I've been working on or, you know, I don't know. Like people are like, oh, I'm so into this and that. And I'm like, all I really do is talk to people. But, I'm sitting here thinking like, do I need a hobby? What is wrong no. with what, like, but um, You have a hobby. Your hobby is is connecting with people and that's great. I think so, right? And like the, being, being in the thick of it with teenagers and, um, you know, I'll write the TV show one day, but I maybe not. I don't know. In my head, I... You will. I have no doubt. 
<laughs> I need it's it's been really fun for me too, especially given that people like you and Leah Levitt, I have literally known since I was like four or five years old, right? I mean, we go way back to the early days of Manzano and the playground and the monster and all that good stuff. And it's amazing to me to think about the ki- the friends that my kids have and will they know them from when they were little bitty people? Yeah. Who, will they, who will they remember or see or connect with from their littlest childhood? And my daughter right now is in Hawaii with her sort of best friend. And they started in pre like preschool together, 18 months, wow. two years old. And they have remained really, really good friends. They don't go to school together, but they see each other every single weekend, one of the weekend days. And they've just always, always had that. They don't, they don't really hang out during the week. They can be in groups of three or four or five, and they don't have the threats. uh, They don't feel threatened by the other relationships. It's just amazing. And I can't help but wonder, will they be seeing each other when they're in their fifties, you know? Totally. Well, you're modeling this, Carla. And don't our kids yeah. always just do the best things that we do? Of course, always. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to spend a little time just going back to high school? I do. I do. But before we do that, I would love to just ask Jenny one more forward-looking question. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. Your older son is graduating, going to college next year. Your next son, a couple years behind him. Yep. Just finished ninth. What are your thoughts about your future? Will you stay in New York? Will you, are there things that are, you know, you'll have opportunities to do in the next 10 years that you haven't because you have been soccer mom? Like, what are you looking forward to? Or what are, what are the questions that you're thinking about as you think yeah. about the next few These are all the questions, Jessica. Where do I want to be? Where do we want to be? I mean, I just want to travel. I just want to, and I think this is COVID related. Like, I'm just, I just want to go to all these. I just want to travel a ton. I want to go see friends. I want to see you guys. Like, I want to, and it's funny. It's a lot of, it's less family trips, more like, but it's like my girlfriends. I'm like, where are we going to go? Cruise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. down the Danube, you know. It's like I want to spend time, like you're saying, with friends, with friends, mm-hmm. old friends from from mm-hmm. childhood, um, friends who I've known from the '90s here in magazines. Like we're all at that point where it's like we're starting to set up the monthly dinners, the monthly lunches. I'm sure you are too. I just, I really think it's all about that. Like. I'm excited to start like going to matinee shows with my friends. Um, I, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I can't imagine not working. I don't know if you guys feel that way. It's a weird time. It's a weird point where it's not quite upon us, but we're starting to think about it. And there is a feeling of freedom for sure. Like I do feel excited. Like, wow, there is a whole stretch ahead. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that too. Even yeah. just being here yeah. at my uh, parents' house in Corrales for the week, yeah. uh, no children and also no animals. Yes. The amount of brain space that apparently I've been using to think about 
the water bowl, the dog dish? Are they in? Are they out? I mean, <laughs> I have caught myself thinking about this so many times this week. I'm like, there are no animals here. You can. It's so weird. How you don't even realize what's in your brain. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think you're right. There's some freedom coming. There's some opportunities for choice that um, are coming. It's exciting. Yeah. And I think you two are ahead of the mm -hmm. curve because the other thing that comes to mind is like creative projects with friends. That would, that's mm -hmm. what I want to do. That's part of the mm -hmm. TV show thing. <laughs> but yeah, Hi. projects with friends. And you guys totally are doing it. So I'm impressed and inspired. All right. Well, let's go that's back right. to high school a little bit now. We have some a flash round of questions. Oh, my God. Okay. And you're welcome to pass if you either don't want to say or can't recall. And um, you're welcome to expound on your answers as well. All right. If you feel like a word or two will not suffice. Okay. You'd <laughs> All right. So I, will, I will kick us off. First question. Who was your high school crush? Oh, my God. Wasn't it? I think the first one was Matt Greenberg. And then who is that guy? <laughs> Garth, Ol Garth Olsen. Garth Olsen. Erica Olsen's older brother. I can't remember others. I know there were more. That's good. I want to know your. But, okay. <laughs> you can listen to episode one okay. to find out our crushes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Munch pudding or veal birds? Discuss. Oh, my God. Munch pudding obviously is the winner. I, I, someone has the recipe. Who is it? Does one of you? Mark Tafoya. Mark Tafoya. Another New York, another New Yorker. Um, yeah, veal birds, I think, I, I feel like it was embarrassing because I liked them and everybody's like, gross, veal birds. And I would like secretly. You know what? We've heard more about people liking veal okay. birds than I imagined yeah i mean you should have seen brad was the ultimate loyal gore fan he loved everything that came out of the man's kitchen <laughs> he could say nothing bad about an academy lunch and basically would eat at loyal gore's you know restaurant if he had one <laughs> all right next question yeah what clothing brand did you rep in high school? Did I what? Did I? What was your brand in what? high school? What was your clothing brand? Oh, my God. What was it? Was it Benetton? Maybe. Ooh. Maybe a good one. Well, I think it was Benetton. Like, and I would wear it now. Like, how do I find those things? I love it. They still have some pretty cool Benetton stores in Europe. You're right. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to go over there and, and next time you go. I just remember the rugby's. The rugby's were the thing, totally. man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what car did you drive in high school and how did it meet its demise? Okay, so I drove a giant tank of a Volvo. I think it was a 270, but it was like a 70s Volvo with like no power steering. It was so and Christine still um, imitates me turning in the Volvo. <laughs> In, and it had a sticker that said, support the arts, kiss a musician. And um, I don't know how, I think we sold it to like a UNM student 
when I got a Camry, which I wanted because Jessica had a Camry. <laughs> Felt so bad about moving me senior year. They bought me a cam. They bought a Camry for me to drive junior year. Oh, yeah. That we were thinking oh about how hard that must have been for you to leave senior year. It was the worst. I can't believe you didn't behind and live with Christine, quite frankly. I know. But even my mom to this day is like, I just wasn't ready to let you do that. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Now I could see yeah. that I have kids, but. I'm, I'm heartless. I sent my kid off to boarding school. I'm like, whatever. Ninth grade, get out. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right? Nearby. Close enough. Like, yeah. yeah. An hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Still, yeah, you don't see them, I'm but every freedom. once in a while. I'm hearing you made a choice for yeah. freedom. <laughs> no, I still, I still uh, younger. I mean, actually, Carla's Carla's youngest is a year younger than my youngest, but mm-hmm. we still have a little ways to go longer than you do, yeah. Jenny. Oh wait, how old are Nine, Well, Carla's is entering ninth grade. Mine tenth grade. Okay. So okay, all right. Yeah. So we're going to be empty nesters around the same time. All right. Sounds like we're doing a trip down the yeah. Danube and yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm in. hundred percent. Um. Okay. What high school song or band most represents your high school experience to you? <clears throat> okay. So you know this is really hard for me. I know. I've been right. thinking about this for a month because it's got to be the cure. I think it's got to be the cure mm-hmm. in New York last month, which is killing me. Um, but yeah, I went through all those, like I was Smith's person. I think it's the cure. Excellent. Any specific song that you just love so much by the cure? Oh my God. Um, all of them. But I just remember getting that head on the door album and like listening to in between days for the first time on my giant stereo thing. Oh, we talked about your dad's stereo, Damien and I, um, and it blowing me, blowing my mind. Like, I was like, how could one feel this happy listening to a song? Yeah. Well, The Cure were just here, too, and Matt Greenberg and Peter Weldon and company all went to Shoreline together to see it. Yeah, I I just happened to know that because I ran into Peter randomly. I know he lives in San Francisco, but I ran into him in in Carmel with his girlfriend, wife. And then um, uh, I knew Matt was going to go. Matt actually wrote wrote the music for our podcast. So, Oh, my. Uh, are you friends with Peter Weldon? Like, I don't know if I would even recognize him if I saw him. I, know, I don't think I would either. He recognized me. Carla's good at keeping so. in touch. Uh, that's <laughs> All right. Here's one. What high school teacher had the greatest impact on you or influence on you? Don Gray. I feel like advisor because I have a journal somewhere. Did, were, was he your, either of your advisors? Mm-mm. He wasn't my advisor. I did have him for English senior year. Okay. 
I just remember babysitting for his kids and his funny notes back in my journal because it was all about like Matt Greenberg. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like, sure, that's what you want to do. Like he was so funny. So, um, oh my God, I just, I don't know. I think I credit him with my love for so many for reading, writing. I mean, I remember him saying, "Good, re good writings, good reading," which I tell my kids every day. And he, yeah. so he was my favorite. I still see him every once in a while because he lives in Portland now with Amanda, of course. And um, I run into them. I still occasionally get a good run in with Amanda, and we'll get a chance to see him in the process. He's great. Yeah. Still awesome. I saw him a couple of years ago here, and it was so much. It was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What was your favorite hangout spot in high school? Where did we hang out? We hung out at Dion's, but I feel like there must have been someone's house we hung out at. I, I mean, mean, Dion's has been a, a very common answer to this question. Dion's? I spent a yeah. lot of time at Dion's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really <laughs> what comes to mind. Um, I just had another thought, but it flew away. It'll come back to me. Yeah, I thought maybe you would have said the Big Apple in the early oh, God. days. God, yeah, of course. <laughs> totally. I just have this vision of you at the Big Apple. Oh. That was really ninth and tenth grade, right? Oh my God, that was the best. <sighs> that was the best. It was so much fun, but I have so many memories of just feeling filled with angst. Oh yeah, it's just so much angst. Oh, so oh, much. My heart out. The <laughs> funniest thing about the Big Apple to me was that it had, wasn't it like Skate Ranch before it was the Big Apple. So like we went from like roller skating there <laughs> to dancing to new wave music. I think Christine's mom would drop us off and pick us up. Like we didn't have, uh -huh. you know, she would just drop us off. Mm -hmm. So like whatever. Yeah, in ninth grade, for sure, none of us were driving. So yeah. you would have, yeah, we would have had to have rides. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I about the Big Apple. To give you an Albuquerque update, Uncle Cliff's is no longer called Uncle Cliff's. What? What's it called? It's just called, well, it was just Cliff's. Yeah, just Cliff's. Really? But back in the day, it was Uncle Cliff's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think they've decided that sounds creepy. Okay, do you have a high school regret? Looking back, oh my God, that's dark. And there's something you had done or hadn't done, or yeah. maybe I really—I don't know if I idealize that time. But I think having to leave senior year, I just looked back and it was like the best time. Like I just had the best time, and I was just telling someone yesterday here about my whole like jazz singing life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. I think I peaked. That was like a peak for me, you know? So, no, I, I, I maybe regret not continuing to sing, but that's now. Like, yeah. some of that slip away. Yeah. You had such a beautiful voice. Oh my God. I, not anymore, but thank you. You had a beautiful voice from a really young age, too. I mean, you played Mary in the school play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Mary as in Mary and Joseph? Yeah. Yes, and then no, typically know that Mary sang. Yeah, she did oh. with Josh Smith, I think. And you and uh, Josh, yeah, Smith I think so. 
Oh, maybe. I was the innkeeper. I didn't have a great voice. <laughs> Carla! I can't think of regrets. I'll come back to you, though, if I think of something. I like, I like okay. that. Um, well, maybe this will be a better question for you. Go ahead, Jessica. Okay. If you could go back in time and tell yourself, your 1988, 1989 self, something about the future, what would it be? Words of wisdom from Jenny of today to Jenny of 1989. I think it would be that you can make it happen. Like, um, you're going to figure it out. You're not always going to feel so, because now I'm, like, I think I remember feelings very, like, you always feel like you're not quite part of the thing. Or everything's really happening over there. And even though I, ha I was happy and had a blast, you still I still had that feeling a lot. And actually, now I feel like I'm where it's happening. Like, you will be there. Mm -hmm. Get there. You'll be part, and, and you won't even, yeah, you'll get there. Oh, you are where it's happening. I love For it. For me. <laughs> By myself. Okay, last. <laughs> okay, last question. This should just go right to your little writer's heart, okay? <laughs> um, what would be the title of your high school memoir? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the Big Apple. Oh, no. Um... <laughs> From the Big Apple to the Big Apple. The Big Apple. Yeah, the Big Apple. What's the subtitle? Because I don't. Yeah, I don't know. From from here to there. I love it. That's so perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is great. So great. Well, it's been so fun to connect with you. You too. And so wonderful to see you. Oh my god, this is such a treat. I miss you guys. Our reunion is next year, not this fall, but next okay, fall. Okay, cool. So we'll see you then. See you then. Uh, but if you make it to California or Austin or maybe Corrales, if I decide to just camp out at my parents for a long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I send love to your parents from me. Oh, to yours too. To yours too, to your whole family. It you just, I love seeing your vacation photos with your parents. God, they are yeah. the cutest. Oh, thank you. Oh, they are just so wonderful. And I have so many fond memories of spending time in your house. Like with, with you, with Well, Angelo was really gone before I was there much. But with you and Elizabeth and your parents and your grandmother, I mean, we would just, I don't know, we camp out there and listen to really sad songs mm -hmm. in the dark in your room and cry. Yeah. And make pot stickers with your grandma. Yes. Yes. My God. So right? Come to New York, please. We'll hang out. We'll get Sounds a great. Would love it. Thank you so much, Jenny. So good to see you. You too, guys. Take care. Thank you so much. This is an honor. Jessica and Carla's High School Reunion is written, directed, and edited by Carla Silver and Jessica Slade. Our theme music, True Sight, is by Jared Matt Greenberg. Please subscribe and listen on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.